I did not have on my bingo card broadcasting from a pirate ship. Uh, I tweeted, by the way, loving me some Edmonton, just the way that we've been treated. The mall, obviously, out of this world. They wrote us back and said, Edmonton's loving you too. So how about that? But I love the water park. So I went and looked in there. I'm like, oh, I could just sit on that Adirondack lounger and float in that pool all afternoon. And I brought my trunks. So why not? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, it is. Oh, ships ahoy. Shiver me timbers. Here we are. Were, were we going to continue with the uh, the pirate lingo, the talk? My God. We are live from Edmonton and West Edmonton Mall. There we go. Here we go, man. They don't ask much of me. Hi. How do you like this so far, Moose? Here we go. Uh, it's Thursday. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. And uh, I don't know, but we're sticking a little bit. The uh, the staff, the wonderful staff from the West Edmonton Mall just left the ship here. We're on the pirate ship. Literally. In, in Water Park at West Edmonton Mall. And we had some internet issues. And the Ted Lasso looked like, that's come up already. We said, every single day it comes up. Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso has come up today already. You got us on the air. Yes. If we are, in fact, on the air. Right. And I just texted the guys back home because the internet got fixed uh, just a few minutes ago. Ugh. So if we need to switch over to our brand new, wonderful internet, I think we're still riding in the dune buggy right now. Yeah. So if we need to move to the Ferrari of internet, we can do that in a commercial break. We're, and we're going to do that in our first commercial break. I'm hot spotting to my phone the broadcast here right now from <laughs> the pirate ship. And but life is great. And just last night, I was thinking to myself as I laid down to sleep here at Fantasyland Hotel, which is a wonderful facility, and I highly endorse it. I said to Moose, just as we got home from the Oilers game last night, I said, uh, meet you at the pirate ship at nine. <laughs> Who says that? Who says that? Yeah. Right? That was our, that's our life. So anyways, today I did not bring the cowbell. Uh, the last 24, 36 hours have been a blur. I don't have my breaking news cowbell. And I did not roam the mall yesterday to find out if there's any store in here that sells a cowbell that I could ring, uh, ring my breaking news. But there are two breaking news items from the Canadian Football League that we will get to here ahead of the quick six. And those are this. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have been awarded the 2023 great cup and we're going to be discussing a lot of cfl later on in the program today with our guests mostly national hockey league but there's some there's some behind the scenes reasons why hamilton's been given the 2023 great cup they're hosting it this year too for american viewers that is the super bowl of canadian football they're hosting it this year hamilton ontario then they're going to get it in two years we're going to tell you why and then our very good friend, Rod Black, announcing this morning that he's leaving TSN. And it sounds like effective immediately. You go look up his uh, Twitter, at Rod Black TSN. He's announced a farewell to TSN and CTV, that the next chapter of his life is going to be just as amazing. Again, for our American viewers, because our analytics tell us more than half our viewers reside in America. This is like Chris Berman leaving ESPN. When he did, which incidentally he did, I believe, and he came back, but Rod Black leaving TSN, it sounds like effective immediately. So we just want to say shalom, Blackie, uh, salute, and thanks for the memories, thanks for the years. 
But I would hope that there's something far more ceremonious with his departure of TSN than a simple tweet from him. I think TSN sent out a sent out a release, but I, I'd like to see a sports center montage. Yeah. On the years of Rod Black on TSN because he certainly deserves it. I agree. I agree. I think that would make sense. Um, I mean, he's very synonymous with the network. He's done everything, every yes. job possible at that network for a long time at a high level. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it sucks. It, it sucks. And we hope that uh, he's got a good thing coming. Yes. Absolutely. So that's just the breaking news as we go to air here from a pirate ship at West Edmonton Mall on this Thursday, Canada's daytime sports talk show coming to you from the West Edmonton Mall water park. I, I, a fan just started. Um, I just feel like I got a hell of a lot more respect for pirates. The actual pirates, man, because we're on a slope here right now. Can you imagine <laughs> this thing push, push, across the Atlantic Ocean trying to serve beans and drink coffee? And you know what I mean? It's crashing into waves. And Well, I was thinking, I'm like, we should do this on an actual ship in the water. And now... I'm like, we can't even do it on a stable ship. Properly. In a pool, in a, pool. In a mall. But it's like, this ain't, those guys weren't riding a cruise ship, okay, with an all-you-can-eat buffet and an open bar from Fort Bell 7. These pirates, man, that was a rough life. I got a lot more respect for pirates after today uh, and yesterday, just living on a ship. Yeah. And that's what we're doing this show, which brings about the poll question today. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Do you think they had Wi-Fi when they were crossing the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean? Do you uh, think? <laughs> yeah, Let's I, think about that for a second. I, if you don't have Wi-Fi, how do you live? I mean, the data charges. The, the data charges? By who's paying for the data charges for the pirates three, four hundred years ago? So the poll question today is... You know, it was spawned out of yesterday's show. We're bringing it up today. What? Who's cooler, cowboys or pirates? Knowing that they're both cool, it's like comparing pizza and ice cream. They're both awesome. But what would you vote for? Who's cooler out of the two? And the last I looked on Twitter, 60% of uh, respondents saying cowboys are cooler. And on Facebook, 64% saying cowboys are cooler. Okay. Enough of the preamble. I see our first guest is here. He'll be joining us next segment. So I got to move here, Moose, in the warm-up, which is brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Uh, Andrew Walker will be joining us, longtime famed Canadian sports broadcaster, will be joining us right here on the Pirate Ship in Hour 1. And then in Hour 2, Andy McNeil from VEASAN, the Vegas Sports and Information Network. He'll be with us right here on the Pirate Ship. So I just want to tell you that the warm-up is brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. There were only five games in the National Hockey League last night. One of them we were at. The Edmonton Oilers jumped out to a 2-0 lead over the Vancouver Canucks here at Rogers Place, allowed the Canucks to come up and tie it up 2-2, went to a shootout. Kyle Turris wins it. Bob's your uncle. We'll get to more thoughts on that in a moment. Down in Anaheim, Mason McTavish was a healthy scratch earlier in the game. Did you know that? And then yeah. for whatever reason, they end up dressing him and he scores to become the youngest player in Anaheim Ducks history to score a goal. The 18-year-old McTavish scored less than 14 minutes into his NHL debut as the Ducks opened the season with a 4-1 win over the Winnipeg Jets last night. McTavish went in the first round this year to Anaheim, and he scored last night. Wee Willie Nylander 
scored the winner early in the third period, and Jack Campbell made 31 saves as the Toronto Maple Leafs defeated the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 in the season opener for both teams. Um, Bowen Byram, Colorado's youngest player at age 20 years, four months, scored his first NHL goal and added an assist. And 34-year-old Jack Johnson also scored to lead the shorthanded avalanche over the Chicago Blackhawks 4-2. Alex Ovechkin moved a couple of steps closer to Wayne Gretzky's goal scored record. And Hendricks LaPerriere scored the first of his NHL careers. The Washington Capitals beat the New York Rangers 5-1. There was no fisticuffs in that game, which was predicted. Those were the five games in the NHL last night. So we can spend a little more time on the Oilers game. I'll, I'll say again, thank you to the Oilers for opening their doors, rolling out the red carpet, the roast beef and the peppercorn chicken just tasted so much better just because it was NHL roast beef. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, in the media room before the game. And, uh, you know, kudos to uh, Bill Scott, the assistant GM of the Oilers, had a good visit with him before the game. Uh, Ken Holland was right there. It was big fun. I put on my Instagram that nobody does it like the Edmonton Oilers. I'm talking about their intro to the game. One player after another in numerical order, all the way leading up to number 97. The last guy, your captain, number 98, Connor McDavid. <sighs> Place goes nuts. They go and s s join in a s uh, ring around the Oilers logo at center ice. They blasted the famed, the iconic Oilers goal horn that they took from the old place yep. over to the new place. And it was just amazing. And I said, nobody does it like the Edmonton Oilers. Nobody ever has done it like the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, I get a bunch of blowback from even some Oilers fans saying, oh, Vegas does it better. No, you don't get it. Vegas does not have an iconic gold horn. Vegas does a lot of things with a knight skewering a, uh, an octopus on the eye. Whatever. Did they do that great? They don't have what the Edmonton Oilers have. No. It's so cool. Um, but it's just it's nothing proprietary. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing. It's, it's just, just cool. It's just cool. And the atmosphere is great. The, the fans were awesome. It was loud. It was classy. It just has history. All of, of winning. That. All of that kind of goes into it. And uh, so it was, it was really, really cool. For anybody, I think, that argued with me that anybody does it better than the Edmonton Oilers, you don't understand what I was saying. And you also kind of had to be there. But about the hockey game, and listen, uh, I'll get to the viewer comments coming up, probably next segment with Walks, because I know the Winnipeg Jets fans are going to want to chime in on what went wrong in Anaheim. And uh, the Leafs and Habs fans probably have their thoughts too. Yeah. But the Oilers fans last night, pretty much deliriously happy leaving Rogers' place last night because the Oilers won an open. That's what they came for. But there's some teaching moments after the game for Dave Tippett, obviously. Yeah. I thought Duncan Keith looked pretty good. Zach Kyman looked really good. He scored in his Oilers debut. I don't think you should be beating Mike Smith with a wrist shot from the left wing boards from 35 feet. But who the hell am I? You're not allowed to criticize Mike Smith in the Oilers nation. That's one thing that I've noted. Okay. So the Oilers got some teaching moments, but you didn't want to give up a point to a division rival, I don't think. I don't think you want to give up a 2-0 lead. Uh, Vancouver's got some really nice pieces there. I know you were impressed by Connor Garland. Oliver ekman Larson looked really good, but I told you it was going to be good. But I still think they're going to miss the playoffs. That's my take. Everybody left happy. The orders weren't perfect, but they won. And what more can you ask? Elias Pettersson had a pretty decent game. I thought I, some moments from him uh, for Vancouver. I thought, you know, the opening period, opening, you know, 30 minutes maybe, really, really entertaining. Back and forth. 
There was chances at both ends. I thought Thatcher Demko played pretty well. Yes, I he mean, did. There's the power play goal. You're not going to do anything when you've got Hyman right there. Four guys touched that puck. You pointed out, bing, 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 right to Hyman who tapped it in. Um, and, and McDavid had two assists too. You can't do much on that. Um, so Demko looked pretty good. And I, you're right. I was really impressed with Connor Garland. Man, he is shifty. That little half spinorama move that he made several times in the game. So it was fun. Um, it was fun watching it go to uh, overtime and then a shootout. And I said to you uh, in the press box, I think it was in the first period, I said, you know, one guy I hope has a good year, Kyle Turris. And then he sh- has the shootout winner, which was good to see. And he Are actually, you saying you called it? No, I didn't call it being the hero of the game, but he logged some pretty good minutes. And I think Kyle Turris is poised to have a bounce back year for the Oilers. Did you notice that when I'm casting it, I don't like to? Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. I did. You didn't, you didn't say anything, but I noticed. That's exactly it. <laughs> um, I noticed that with my dad, a career scout. I love the live studio audience that we have here at the West Edmonton Mall, by the way. I was about eight when I realized I'm sitting with my dad and I was doing what you were doing last night. Just talking. And he completely didn't even acknowledge me. I figured it out. Yeah. Soon. Oh, we're having internet issues. Okay. We're going to break and come back on strong Wi-Fi when we come back. And walks will join us. Okay. Yes. We'll be right back. It's the RP show for Equal Electric. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson Doc. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.